Welcome to the Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the world of Crowfall with your hosts, Chris and Walker. This is Walker, and this week we chat about the final siege of the last campaign, starting the new Dregs campaign, shot calling, and more. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Minds at CrowfallPod. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Chris. Chris, how are you feeling this week? I think I got a three-parter for you on this one. Does that mean syllables or words? Oh, uh, well, maybe just uh, topics. Oh, well, uh, what's the word, though? There's, there's quite a bit of words, actually. We're 30 episodes in. You feel <laughs> we got 30 a, a words. Word. No, yeah, yeah. There are well, there's 29, and we need word 30 now. You're feeling well. I mean, it's not one word, so I, I don't oh know what, what you want out of that. You th- but... Yeah, well, consistency. That's what the audience demands. <laughs> we're, we're not Go consistent on. on that on that one. It could be anything. But anyway, I'm feeling like Paul Bunyan's space cadet with uh, voice communication PTSD. I think. Is uh, okay. best describes. So, did you return to your entry level poetry classes and <laughs> collect some some works from the freshman students to come up with that? Because what does that even mean? Come on, I mean you've come you've on. heard of Paul Bunyan, right? I mean, I, the, the uh, famous lumberjack. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think I might have confused him with Johnny Appleseed. That but I actually, that is what I was gonna say first. It would have been more recognizable. Because uh, I've definitely been getting a lot of apples with all the trees I've been cutting. But he doesn't cut the trees, right? He plants the trees. He plants it. Yeah, right. so I, did, I was yeah. like, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a nice hat, though. Does he? I think it's like a like a pot. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's like mm-hmm. a movie about that, right? I... I <laughs> I don't know why I know any of that, and it might be all wrong, like the time I thought Wilford Brimley portrayed a Native American, but he does not. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say I've seen Johnny Appleseed with a pot on his head before. Sure, Somewhere. Sure. <laughs> so, so there's Paul, Paul Bunyan, and then what was the next one? Did you write this down? I did, because I was, okay, I was afraid yeah, I was going to forget it. Yep. You would have mm-hmm. right now. That, I mean, that's the space cadet part because I forget okay. a lot of things. So why do you? Oh, you so see, you're a lumberjack that's forgetful. Yes. Okay. And so I've been doing a lot of lumberjacking, right? And <laughs> building some siege equipment. But yeah, so new Drake started uh, Monday or whatever. Wait, 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 wait. We're not done. Okay. It was what. <laughs> Was Paul Bunyan Space Cadet? There was more. There was more. Oh yeah, voice communication PTSD. Yeah, we're getting to it. <laughs> okay, okay. My, my, hey, my bad. <laughs> Go on. I didn't mean to interrupt. So the new drag starts. Right, new drag starts, and then and I log in probably a few hours into the land rush. Right, things are happening. People are out doing stuff. A lot of plans going on. And I, I'm behind on importing my characters, but so anyway, I'm, I'm in voice, and all these plans are getting thrown around. Like, 
get a characters imported, whatever, do the forts and and whatnot. And so I'm listening to these plans and I'm trying to import all the stuff I need for my main character as well. And uh, for whatever reason, I'm like, I'm blanking out. I can't concentrate on, on like what I'm importing. I'm like just scrolling through the vault. I mean, yeah, we need some, which is coming, but at mm, the same, is it? I hope so. Because <laughs> it didn't but go on <laughs> because I'm definitely just scrolling up and down this main vault that is overloaded from, you know, export last vault and all this stuff. But yeah, trying to find the disciplines that are already soul bound. I have some other ones that are kind of the same and I'm just like clicking on things, I- importing wrong things on accident logging in logging out and then i probably i mean they had we had enough people to contribute a full group and they had went and gone and did their thing and i'm still here messing with my character it's probably like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and on like the third log back in i was like oh right i need a mount like i think i'm just gonna stop for right now and we're gonna come back to this here in a little bit um mm-hmm. But yeah, so that, that was that was all of that. So I'm still, I, and I'm I'm not trying to 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 attack. But what? So you're you're a logging, forgetful, mm-hmm. and then and then where does the rest of it come in well, from that story? I when I had logged in to start, mm. I was under the impression that I was going to go just chop some trees for probably like an hour, get some resources real quick. I mean, I wasn't going to be able to play for that long anyway mm-hmm. and then and then all of these things were happening i was like oh well i could participate and i could do that too then the importing thing happened voice communications are going i'm having trouble processing it all <laughs> kind of just falls down and, and uh, breaks apart for me personally on that one evening <laughs> i'm just like i don't know what's happening right <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, and and this was traumatic for you. Oh uh, yeah, actually. I mean, uh, it felt very chaotic, and for whatever reason, I felt like uh, I was under some like intense pressure to get out there and PvP, and I was just like, uh-huh. "Whoa, I, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that," and everything. Everything seemed kind of, you know, very energetic, and I was like, "Whoa." Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, so, you know, last last episode I talked about reading in the patch notes that we were getting more categories in the the in the vault. I don't know what that was or <laughs> it, it didn't happen though. There are no there's nothing different in the vault that I can see. Yeah, yeah. I did not see any any new categories. I didn't see any new filtering options. Nothing. I didn't see anything uh, that it would imply that there's some new thing coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see here. I'm looking at it from the post on January 13th. It says UI, added new category tabs to the vault and bank. Awesome. Then if we go to the live server notes from this week when it came out, I do not see that note. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm under UI. Um, 
there's some fixes. You've noticed, like, when you pull out an item that it rearranges the items in the vault, right? Yes, that does happen. I have had that happen okay. before. Okay, because, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some of these things, like, make me feel crazy. I was like, click on things, and then, you know, I'm like, I just want to go down, get the armor set out, and then it's like, well, they're in a different spot now. <laughs> Yeah, usually what I end up doing is I will go in, sort by value, and then resort by name. So it, it puts them all by name. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm taking things in and out, if at any point it jumbles the order, like what you're describing, I just go and resort to vault by value and then resort by name again. Okay. okay. And uh, it just kind of refreshes that sorting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's a good tip. Um, I, I mean, it might be too much. I don't know. But that's what I do because, yes, I have experienced what you're talking about. And, yeah, I, I feel kind of the same way. Now, I didn't have the same experience you did because I didn't have PvP coming up. But I also logged in late on Monday into the, the dregs. And had we had some guildies that were out gathering resources. And so I hopped into voice and they they asked if I wanted to join. I said, sure. But, again, I haven't even logged in yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, same boat. It had to get the character together, get everything ready. I'd had a thought that, like, maybe it would be a better practice at the end of the dregs to take the character. I guess you can't you can't take all your characters out, though, <laughs> of the dregs, because then maybe you wouldn't qualify for rewards. Yeah, we I don't know. know exactly how that works, but yeah. Yeah, but either way, it's like, at some point, if you were to take your character out and put it in the EK and get all the gear and then you could just have it in the EK with you. Mm-hmm. And then, but that's actually overkill, I guess, because you would, you would be putting it on the character. So why take it back off your character to put it in an EK chest to just put it back on and go to the drag. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was just trying to come up with, and I didn't come up with a way that at least time allowed for me to even attempt, but it feels like there should be some way to systemize doing the dregs transition that's not the current way but then is the reason i didn't try any to come up with anything or wasn't able to come up with anything is because ultimately the painful problem is you have to export it there all the disciplines and all the gear and everything out of your dregs vault Mm -hmm. and that's going into the main vault and then there and then that just gets thrown in with everything else yeah and that's the nightmare of it all and that that's still not avoidable. Even if you do it early, you still have to go through that process. Yeah, you still so, have to mess with the main vault, right? I was thinking ooh, if there was like some way to have a loadout on the world select screen where you just had items that stayed equipped. Yeah. So like when you deployed, like it would take that loadout to whatever campaign you deployed to. Maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, for <laughs> in in WoW, it was a third-party add-on. I don't think, I think now it's built into the game, but for years there was a third-party add-on you could download that would allow you to save equipment sets. And so then you could just open your bank and then click on the set. And as long as the items are available either in your bank or in your inventory that you're currently accessing, then it automatically equips that stuff and unequips anything else you might have. So definitely the technology <laughs> exists mm-hmm. for it as demonstrated by a wow mod from 10 years ago. Yeah. But 
so yeah there is a way again the other way would be if you could you know honestly searching through gear and weapons is not nearly as tedious because you can filter those two things easily yeah yeah so the gear and the weapons isn't as bad for me really honestly it, it's it's what you said it's the disciplines mm -hmm. especially if you have more than one copy of the same discipline like mm -hmm. i have two characters that both use one major discipline that's the same yeah so when they come out of out of dregs or shadows or whatever like now both of those are in in the vault and maybe that's not as confusing because there's two and i don't know i only need one but just making sure everything goes back where it came from <laughs> yeah feels very harrowing <laughs> yeah exactly so. i mean you know if you have uh same color of disciplines like you're trying to upgrade them so i just got some greens some blues and you know but you're also using a blue and it's, you just got extra and then so you it takes an extra action of mousing over seeing which one is already bound because I don't necessarily want to bind the other ones, even though I probably will use them for the upgrade. It's like in case they need to go somewhere else, they could, I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's, and again, and you know, maybe, maybe they just couldn't make it in time for the, the new patch. Obviously there's a lot of change going on with what is now monumental, but the art or the, the Crowfall development team is obviously got, had a, a very significant transition that's occurred. And, and really it's only been a little over, you know, a month and a half or so since that was announced. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I get it. Hopefully <laughs> next patch, it can make it in where we can either have more categories or create categories, or at least as I've said a million times, just search by the tags. Like if it's crafting or cooking or whatever, I should just be able to search that and filter it down to just those things. Oh man. Yeah. Um, cooking tab or discipline, yeah, discipline, right? Like I should be able to search because here's the other side of the coin. And maybe, maybe I'm unique in this way because I'm, you know, an idiot, but I'm not constantly looking at my disciplines. So I actually, sometimes, especially if it's a character that I don't play very often, I might not remember exactly what discipline they had. Mm. So I, when I'm scrolling through the name maybe doesn't jump out to me immediately or something, right? Yeah. Because once you have the discipline equipped, especially if it's a combat discipline, for me, like, I'm rarely changing those. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't ever see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not looking at it on a regular basis. So, yeah, very annoying that those <laughs> things persist. I, I mean, honestly, the truth is, is that to some extent, I've just gotten used to it and... I, I've or I shouldn't I've accepted that that's the way it works. So if I'm going to play, then you have to deal with it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, what I did when I logged into the, the campaign that night, and the guild was already out gathering, and they're like, "Yeah, come join us," blah blah blah. And I was just like, "All right, cool. I got to you know get my character imported." And then I just muted myself, and I just I I refuse to feel that pressure because I felt it before mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't like it either. And I was just like, nah, I'm just going to take however long it takes. And honestly, I think by not having that pressure and going a little slower, it actually makes it easier to get it right on the first <laughs> shot. Yeah. You know, because what you're talking about has happened to me too, where I'm like, oh, I need to import my character. And then it's like, oh, I forgot three things. And then it's what you described mm -hmm. where it's this back and forth. Yeah. It gets old. Well, yeah. Old. I mean, to add to it, it was like I had imported a harvesting character first. And 
Right. And I had already forgotten things on that. And then, <laughs> and then we were out in the field and then change of plans coming back. Oh, got to import comeback character now. And so, yeah, it was all, and then, and the, the event was happening within, I think we had five, seven, six minutes, somewhere in there, you know? Right. It was like right. a fort. When they go take this for and like, oh man, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah, we actually had a similar situation later in that evening. I was when I was actually had imported my character and was gathering or whatever, and and someone from our alliance popped down into our our channel and they were like, hey, do you guys have two healers by chance that you would want to come bring to PDP because we're having this really great back and forth fight and we've actually you know been winning and we we just need a couple more healers because we actually have less people. So if we can get a couple of healers, we'll, we should be able to dominate these fights that we're in. And I have a healer, but it was not the character I had imported. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't even volunteer because exactly what you just described, they wanted it right now. Yeah. And it's like, I would have to go import it and I and reset up hot bars and just <laughs> right. all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and that's like, I mean not a knock on like having to pvp or having to do events or anything like it's just that the system to get that going and the start of the new campaign and all of that rollover it's just not not friendly as far as um yeah well and we're coming in i mean like you said it's a few hours after the start so probably most of the people that are into those activities at that point probably logged on when the servers came up or shortly thereafter. So they've had some time to do those things. Whereas for me, it's like, you know, nine o'clock at night before I logged in. So I'm a little bit late to the party in that specific evening. Exactly. Um, So I'm curious what your thoughts are on the way that the political situation is shaken out, you know, in, in looking at the conquest uh, leaderboard of the new campaign, and not for points, because obviously it's very early, but just simply to see what different alliances are, are out there, right? Mm-hmm. And it looked like, you know, there's there's still a mega alliance that is comprised of a lot of guilds that was the winner of the last campaign. Yeah. And then it looked like a lot of the other alliances were really little, like two guilds, maybe three, but certainly nothing like that, what, I, what we'll call the mega alliance, simply because they had like 10 guilds in it or something. And it might not be ten, but it was several. What do you think about that? Do you do you like that that shift? Do you think that it's sustainable? Well, I definitely like playing in a smaller alliance. Hmm. I like I like the fact that you know you're you're less of a number and more of a, fill a specific role and you can get to know people better and maybe have more of that camaraderie, but it's going to be like an ongoing thing with, with population and being able to merge and not merge or demerge toward the end for points. I mean, as long as there's people can still combine, it just lends itself to making that mega alliance like someone's gonna make it they're gonna they want to be first the more people you have the easier it is to control land and then it comes down to 
who is going to match that mega alliance. I mean, as of right now, the community doesn't really feel like making a second mega alliance. So then you see the smaller alliances and, and a little bit more of the fragmenting. I mean, we had, in last strikes, we had two guilds, one merging into the other, and then that guild leaving the alliance. So we had five last strikes, and now we're coming in with... Yeah. Yeah, I... I so I, I I don't know. It's... I, I think it's... I mean, it's what we talk about, you know, probably every week, but it's... a it, it, Obviously, it's driven by player population. And I think to some extent, that's why you've seen the zone limits being put in that have been, where you have now a 12-man zone, 25-man zones, and 50-man mm-hmm. zones... And I think that is to try and limit the incentive for having the larger guild, because if you have, or or alliance, because if you have an alliance with 70 people that want to be active, like if you really had 70 active people that can't go to at least one of, well, really none of them could all go to any of the zones, which wasn't true previously, Mm -hmm. because it used to be the limit was 100, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So... I I see where the I mean I, I appreciate the limit of the zone size I think for that reason, but the fact that the mega alliance exists indicates to me that they don't have more than fifty people that they think will show up consistently, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to stay around if they don't think they can play when they want to. You know what I mean? True, true. So they're not all on at the same time, like clocking up zones and can't play. Well, so the point is just like that just really speaks, I think, to the dire circumstance that is the the player population. Mm -hmm. If the largest guild is not worried about, there are, again, not guild, if the largest alliance is not put out by not being able to participate in 50-man content because they they would be put out if they had more people than that. You see what I'm saying? Like maybe 70 was a weird number to pick. If they had 100 people... Now all of a sudden, half the half the alliance can't participate or more in any particular fight. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're not concerned about that indicates to me that they're not they don't have that population problem, which means that the game population itself is continuing to suffer pretty dramatically. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's I, I'm sure that's part of it. There also is a, a curating of battles maybe i mean even if you had that many people that wanted to log in at the same time if you wanted to do a fight in one of those zones maybe they're just they're okay with putting their 50 best or their 25 best forward and and trying to work towards something more a team uh, more I mean, maybe so, but what that means is that if you're not in that, if you had more than 50 people that are quote-unquote A-team mm-hmm. capable, some segment of them is not going to get to go to any keep siege. Because even in the biggest zone, 50 is the limit. Yes, yeah, I mean, that's true. So then so then it's like you're promoting the A-team, but then you're just literally never playing in sieges, at least. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there could be reasons as maybe you're not as geared or you need to learn more as far as skill depending on what what guild you're in and and maybe they're okay with that maybe 
they could find other content, other places running in smaller groups, trying to get that more training so they could sub in or, or be part of that. I mean, it's hard for me to think that at some point, all of those 50 people, like nobody misses a seat, right? I mean, there's going to be spots that people could fill in. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. My my, my point and, and the reason I, that 70 was a bad number is because it's too close to 50 and maybe 100 is even a bad number. They don't have 200 members, yeah. right? right? Like they're, they're not at the 500 member limit, mm-hmm. at least with active players. Because they can't be, because it's too, it's the, there's the restrictions are too tight for that to be viable for that player base to to want to stick around in that alliance if they could never do the content. You know yeah. what I mean? I, obviously, I get your point that there are a myriad of reasons that people can't play or can't be on all the time, or you need backups and and whatever. So I don't mean to imply that if a roster is, you know, <laughs> a roster would be at just at fifty would be the ideal number or something. That, that's not my point. I don't know. I guess to me, it just seeing the new political situation to me looked dire population wise is what that said to me is we are struggling to, yeah, to, to field enough people (laughs) to keep, to make this work well (laughs) with the way um, it works today. There there also is a, a a, a lot of people who are focusing on shadows too. Mm. And, and are kind of taking a break from from what Dregs is because it's kind of more it's more of a hardcore schedule in Dregs where it's like well I mean we're the only ones that are going to defend this key if we have to be on if we want to hold it for the alliance and and so on in in faction versus faction it's kind of a little bit more informal schedule where I mean if you feel like doing a siege, there, there could be a siege up. I mean, the population might be more fragmented or, or um, not as consistent, I guess, because you're relying on people outside of your guild that are on the same faction and stuff. But Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. And, and certainly players in the shadows may beg to differ tremendously, which is, is fair because I've not done sieges in the shadows. I would just be hard pressed to believe that a siege in the shadows regardless of population i mean even if there's plenty of people is going to be similar to the experience of doing a siege in dregs because because in dregs it is you know more demanding mm-hmm. and there's more skin in the game if you will because it's your own keep and if you lose it there isn't another keep for your <laughs> alliance potentially yeah. right um but what that forces is it forces people to be a lot more coordinated mm-hmm. and they're typically in voice and there's typically shot callers and that's all really high value at, you know, we talked back in November about the shot caller we had that was leading our Alliance. That was just incredibly talented at doing it. And, and that, when I say talented, I mean, not just his ability to understand the fight and understand what needs to happen, but to keep a cool demeanor and not flip out about stuff and not get nervous and not, you know, when other people start complaining, not get tilted with them. Like that's all, I mean, that changed the outcome of so many fights that if we didn't have that, we would have just, we just wiped. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) And we saw that in the last fight of that we participated in, at least on, on Saturday, we did our last 
keep defense. And we didn't think we were going to get a lot of people because it's the, you know, it's the last weekend of dregs mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And, and morale was just kind of low after the mega Alliance thing. And yeah, there were some people saying they didn't, they weren't going to play to try and starve the mega Alliance out, <laughs> out of content. as they say. Yeah. Um, which is terrible spiraling. And uh, I mean, that's just kind of how it feels kind of toward the end of dregs too. Like people are just kind of, I don't know, tired. Maybe it's uh well, I think it's that there's just, you know, it's, it's you know, how do you feel at halftime of a basketball game, almost regardless of the score, versus how do you feel if there's three minutes left and you're down 20? Yeah. Like, it's just hard to be as engaged. I mean, yeah, you can still participate and play, but you already know what the outcome is, you know? And, and I think that's true at the end of the dregs, as we already know what the outcome is going to be by that point. Mm-hmm. And, and to be perfectly fair probably have known for at least a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a surprise on that last weekend and we just now found out, like, it's been obvious. And then especially once the Mega Alliance happened, it was like, okay, well, it's clear who's number one. And after they split, <laughs> whatever other numbers they can take in the leaderboard. Yeah. But but so but my point, though, is that, you know, we did that last fight. And when we started, we didn't have anyone that was willing to, to shot mm-hmm. call, right? And then finally someone stepped up that's done it a lot of times before and it actually went really well. And we ended up holding and ended up like pushing out onto the field to take a fight and then got flanked by an enemy while we're already engaged. And it was only because the shot caller had had the, the presence of mind and capacity to direct us on what to do. And so that when we were getting attacked from two sides, we didn't freak out. Yeah. Right. And then we did stay together and stay cohesive and we won and we ended up pushing them all out and, and, and keeping our, our keep. But, but I just, I, I would be surprised if that experience is very common in shadows because you're not all together in an alliance discord in the same way and have these predetermined roles in the same way. Again, maybe I'm mistaken, mm-hmm. but I would be surprised. It, it, it can exist. There are some, guilds in in dregs that started in shadows and kind of like invited people other guilds from the same faction set up discord you know kind of a little bit more of a slow build gathering Mm -hmm. people in but it i i would agree that the communication is not going to be there just straight out the gate i think that you know, people can develop that and it kind of takes finding that guild or community going from there, I think. But yeah, but yeah, the shot caller is, is, is insanely important and it's constant talking, constant directing and being able to, to know the battle situation. Something that, I mean, I don't, I'm not a natural talk all the time, play by play type person. So it's not something that I'm necessarily interested in doing, but yeah, uh, I mean, I am very talkative, but I am also have never had any interest. I mean, even when I was, you know, rating back in WoW years and years ago, I, you know, I rated for well over a year, and the guild I was in was like, "Hey, do you want to start maybe like calling some of the fights that we're doing?" I mean, you've been around for a long time, you're consistent, you know, you know the fights. 
and we think you'd be good at it. And I was just like, oh, no, no, no. I just, I just wanted to be the off tank. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? I, just, I don't even want to be the main tank. Like, I want to be, I wanted to be the number two, you know? Like, I don't want to be, yeah. I don't want to be the guy. Uh, two's a um, good number. But, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is that you're right. The shot calling is important. And I have found myself, because we've now gone through, a variety of shot callers and the different alliances that we've participated uh-huh. in and some are better than others. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a person, I'm, I'm a, a judgy person. So <laughs> when I hear, when I hear the shot caller, sometimes my gut reaction sometimes is like, I don't like this person or this person's annoying or cause maybe they're not as good as the other one or whatever. Yeah. Right. But very quickly, I pull myself out of that train of thought, and it's like, hey, they're willing to do it, and they're trying. Yeah. There's a lot of value in that, because if you don't have a shot caller, you, you, people just run in and start picking targets, and especially in a game like Crowfall, where it's not you're not selecting a target like you would in most other older mm-hmm. MMOs. Like in old-school MMOs, you actually don't need a shot caller as much because you really just need to identify someone as the main assist. Mm -hmm. And then you just build a macro that just copies their target every time you press the button. So then you're fighting. And as long as you're kind of paying attention to them, you can just be changing, hitting that macro every few seconds or however often to make sure you're on the right target. But in Crowfall, that that, that, that mechanic is not possible. Mm -hmm. So, and it's it's also less about specific targets and more about I mean sometimes it is but more often it's really about positioning and where people should be standing and coordinating large AOE attacks and that sort of stuff yeah. and you just you can't there's not a way to coordinate all that well without someone just literally leading it in voice yeah positioning is uh, insanely important I mean it's always important but. In Crowfall, I mean, they, they've done such a, a great job of, of really making that shine. I don't know, just the way the heals work. And, I mean, a simple outside the healing circle and not aware of it could, could ruin everything if, you know, mm-hmm. a few people are outside of that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I had anything else that I was going to cover. I feel like there was, I, I so I was actually just gonna just gonna put this out because so I've been embarrassed to be perfectly candid most of the time that we've done the podcast and played because of how um, little I know and how hard it is for me to find information. <laughs> and I have assumed that I am either lazy or incompetent or whatever, right? we have a person in our guild that is probably the most knowledgeable person that I've spoken to about the game mm-hmm. ever. And, and I'm sure there are other people that know as much or more than, than this person, whatever. My, my point is in sharing this is that that individual also doesn't actually know by their own admission. That individual is like, yeah, I mean, we just are assuming that the game works in this way based on some loose tests that we've mm-hmm. done, but we don't actually know, you know, exactly how it all works. Yeah. But yeah, so it turns out if you've got an a legendary harvesting discipline, mm-hmm. a green, at least green belt for that harvesting discipline, 
or toolkit, not belt, toolkit. You can you can build a a gathering tool, whether it be a pick or an axe or whatever, and then a necklace. And the just with, the, with those two items alone, and then the belt and the the Lego discipline, you can have you can have enough skill in whatever harvest you're trying to do, whether it be mining or logging or whatever, just from those two items or those four, the combination of those four things where you don't need food that buffs it. You don't need the grilled sandwiches. You don't need rings that buff it. Like now to be clear, the numbers have to be high enough on the tool and on the necklace, but it seems like the numbers around, like I think it's above like 70 ish or 75 ish is where that number needs Mm -hmm. to be. And yeah, you can accomplish it just off those things. So the reason I share that is because I did not know mm-hmm. that. And upon learning it, I would have, I thought, oh, well, probably everyone else already knew this and I'm just an idiot. But then after having more conversations with people, I don't think that everyone knows mm-hmm. that. And I don't know that anyone, everyone knows very much at all, honestly, <laughs> is where I put it. So yeah, I'm going to try whenever I come up with, whenever I discover something new, I'm going to try and share it with the, the audience here. Uh, and maybe that will be insulting because the truth is, is that I am dumb and they already did mm-hmm. all know this. And at that point, that's okay too. <laughs> well, because yeah. I'm coming from an earnest place of like, Jesus Christ, how do you learn anything <laughs> in this game? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. things, things change too. I mean, at one yeah. point I had exported a minor discipline, upgraded it and was able to re-import it without it costing a token. That that doesn't mm. work anymore. So apparently that wasn't true. a design feature. That was, uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. but when I first did it, I was like, "Whoa, that's great!" I mean, hey, you don't have to use a token. Uh, everyone should know right. about this, but uh, that's not. It, who knows? Nah, it got works. probably got fixed next week or something. <laughs> right? No. Wouldn't yeah. know. Wouldn't no. know because I didn't try it again. <laughs> right. Right. So I was also going to ask you what you think about, so one of the new shadow rules is when the player, the first player in a guild joins a non-dregs campaign, the guild's faction is set to the faction of the guild's patron deity for the duration of that campaign. So basically, if anyone in our guild were to enter shadows, we are locked in to whatever deity they were assigned to at that Mm -hmm. point upon Mm -hmm. joining. And then it says if the guild changes their patron in shadow they are in, it will retain their initial faction selection, but their faction will be updated in any new campaigns they may join. Players not in a guild are unaffected by this change. So basically, if you're in shadow in your moon, and then you say, oh, we want to be Earth, well, you stay moon until the, in that shadows until it's over. And you can't change to Earth until the new shadows campaign starts. Even if you change it in shadows, right. right? It will not. It will not change it in shadows until the new campaign. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, faction swapping and being able to do it at any point seems yeah. like not sustainable, just because everyone's going to go to the winning side, and now you don't have competition. Yeah. So there has to be some something going on. Yeah. with a limitation mm-hmm. and i and i don't necessarily know like a better way to judge that other than first entry into the campaign and if it's like guild based yeah. then whoever goes in it's an easy way of figuring out when it starts 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I actually think that's an appropriate change as well. I just was curious as to what you thought about it. Cause I know you've been involved in the faction swapping, not for, not for the purpose of manipulating shadows, but just cause you're the guild leader and we've changed factions. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why it could be beneficial, yeah. but yeah, that's interesting that it wouldn't take effect until the next campaign even because we've mm-hmm. swapped factions because of a shorter run from a temple so yeah. well again this is only in shadows this is non-dregs campaign so in dregs campaigns you could still swap and that that would be fine. oh okay okay yeah this is all non-dregs okay stuff. i see i see so that's the point is that in in shadow if you entered his moon and then in dregs you change to sun or earth it would reflect there but not in shadow okay so you could actually be part of both at the same time in different campaigns technically yeah yeah i mean i guess that's i mean a a way of making it work yeah because i mean really a faction doesn't have much benefit in in drags other than what temple you come out of right unless there's something i'm not seeing yeah, probably. probably. It probably probably turns probably. out you can craft all legendary gear for free if you're if you do the faction right, but we don't know that. So yeah, I do think that there should be some incentive for lower lower point faction or lower pop faction to kind of balance it out. Like there would be an incentive for people to join the third place faction. Um. And try and help them out if they were lagging behind or something, you know? I don't know what that bonus would be, but... All the gold. gold. (laughs) Give it all to me. Well, anything else you wanted to cover today? I'll do it. Well, that's all for the show today. Follow us on Twitter and Minds at CrowfallPod. You can also check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which explores the walk of life through interviews with a variety of guests, or my other show, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a podcast about video games where you explore the idea of why gaming matters. As always, thanks for the listen. Have a great week. Stay up. Mm-hmm.